This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. All right, everybody, what's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. Welcome to another episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast, where I'm answering your jazz and music-related questions five days a week so that you can have more fun playing jazz, shorten the learning curve, and improve even faster. We have a great question asked today. This one comes from Elmer Pickett, and let's give it a listen. Greetings. I was wondering if you could discuss hand position on the guitar neck sort of like an embouchure in order to enhance ease of play and minimize injury. Elmer, that's a really great question, and thank you for asking it. And I know you're asking a more guitar technique-specific question, but uh, rest assured, everybody listening here, whether you play saxophone or piano or bass or whatever, a lot of the stuff I'm about to talk about here does apply to you. So first, let's just talk a little bit about the kind of overarching question around the question that was just asked, which is, is your technique on your instrument important to playing jazz well? And the answer is yes, but with a big asterisk there, uh, which I'll explain in a second. Like there's definitely exceptions to the rule. And again, when we're talking about technique today. We're not talking about, you know, how fast you can play necessarily. We're talking about the ease at which you're able to navigate your instrument. I like the way Elmer described it for the guitar as if it was the embouchure for a saxophone player or for a trombone player or a trumpet player. And and that really does make a lot of sense. So a little quick story here. I when I went to college, uh, I went to the City College of New York in New York City. And at the time that I was studying there, the great John Patitucci, bassist John Patitucci, was the artist in residence there. So I took some classes with him. I even went over to his house uh, and you know took a lesson from him once. And something that he uh, really pointed out in my playing when he would see me play is that my hand position was really not conducive to playing the ideas that I wanted to play. So first of all, John Patitucci is, is a bass player. You know, he plays up both electric and upright bass. But even so, he was still able to kind of give me some direction there on guitar, especially because they're related instruments, but also because his brother plays classical guitar. And of course, when we're talking about perfect hand position, you know, classical guitarists would be a good example of that. Uh, and again, with an asterisk here, which I'll I'll talk about again a, a little bit more in a second. But what he was pointing out, and I can't really show this on the podcast, is that my hand was kind of angled to the side while I was navigating the fretboard, and he believed that that was making things 
difficult for me to move fluently and fluidly across my fretboard to play different ideas. It just looked like my hand was a little bit cramped and tensed. And so what he recommended for me to do is to really get my thumb squarely on the back of the fretboard, right? Uh, Just on the back of the neck, rather. And just try to get the posture of my hand to be particularly and perfectly horizontal to the fretboard, right? So it not arched, not curved or anything like that, just straight across so that when I'm moving across, my hand is really just gliding it down the fretboard. And again, for Elmer, I can't really show you this on the podcast right now, but hopefully you can kind of get an idea of what would perhaps be idealistic hand position on a guitar fretboard. But let's talk a little bit as well to everybody with their instrument technique, whether it's your embouchure you need to work on or your airflow if you're a horn player or if you're an upright player, you have kind of different finger positions that are meaningful or pianists, you have your own things. Where technique becomes important is will it help you execute the musical ideas that you're trying to execute? And What we can always look at is, do you feel like the way that you are holding your instrument or playing your instrument is stopping you from playing the musical ideas that you want to play? If the answer is yes, it's time to really look at those details, the embouchures, the finger positions, all that stuff. If the answer is no, then perhaps it's not as meaningful as you think, right? I want to give like a great example of a musician, a a really famous jazz musician who arguably had poor technique on his instrument. That would be Dizzy Gillespie. And the reason I say that is because when he would play, his cheeks would puff out like a balloon. Like everybody's seen those pictures. It's almost unreal to see how his cheeks just come out in this, you know, balloon shape. And that's really not good technique, right? However, that's what Dizzy Gillespie did. And honestly, the way he played his trumpet also shaped the sound that he was able to create and the way he approached his instrument. And you know, you hear this in different kinds of players as well. I mean, let's go back to guitar players since that's a little bit in my wheelhouse. You know, Jim Hall has a certain technical ability that's a lot different from someone like Pat Martino, right? Pat Martino, very much so uh, mechanical, um, you know, almost like he's a machine playing his instrument, right? And if you look at Pat Martino, his his finger position is is really clean and crisp. Someone like Jim Hall, a little bit more fluid. One of my favorite jazz guitarists, Peter Bernstein, I take a look at the way he plays and his hand position, honestly, looks a little bit more like I would imagine mine used to look a little bit more like. But he's able to play the music that he wants to play very well. You don't sense that there's anything holding him back. And, you know, I've heard this before from great jazz musicians. What's the best technique on your instrument? The answer is whichever one allows you to play the best, right? So there's not really one that's the best or will help you play the the best improvisation for jazz. It's more what works for you. We do have to address part of the question, though, what's the best to make sure that you avoid injury? And that is always going to be the one that includes the best posture, that includes the least amount of strain on your hands or your mouth, and so on and so forth, right? 
And so, of course, with guitar, that's going to come down to that more classical technique, making sure that your hand is lined up with your thumb and the fretboard and it's not twisted and it's not curved and all those things. And again, fill in the blank for you for what instrument you play, because everybody sort of learns kind of at the beginning of their journey and playing their instrument, not necessarily playing jazz, but at their instrument what bad technique or habits or posture or embouchure leads to sort of, you know, not only bad sound, for example, but perhaps leading you to issues of injury. And so you want to be mindful of all of that. In general, the rule is if you're hurting while you're playing, there's something wrong. It's time to look at an adjustment to how to you know, hone in that technique and get it a little bit tighter so that you not only are you playing really well and executing the ideas you want, but you're not injuring yourself and you're staying healthy to continue to play for the long term. All right, so that's all for today's episode. Remember that knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all, and a lot of practice time isn't near as good as just a little bit of really good practice. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We have some really good questions and episodes coming up this week. So I don't want you to miss any of those. We'll see you next time. Cheers and happy practicing. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.